am Nico Nice, one half of the Ringmaster Generals. Welcome to the newest episode of the House That Scream presents Wrestle Freaks. Well, hello, Nico. Thank you for having me again. It is Buck Allen, the other half of the Ringmaster Generals, and I'm happy to join you here again. So this this episode will probably be a little bit shorter than the last one. We'll just get that out up there, it's out out in the uh, in the ether, as it were. So. Just for transparency, because there there was no premium live event or pay per view this week, so <laughs> but there was a lot of news. Oh yes, some some may say that I I am clairvoyant. Some may say I I know the future. Some may say I have the shining. Others may say I just have ESPN. Who knows? But uh, who would have thought from the last episode I called correctly? Harry and Cross and Scarlet were going to make their return to SmackDown. You definitely hit it right on the nail. I mean, like, that was amazing. And and you texted me right as it happened. Like, who fucking called it? Nico Nice coming in again. He was. <laughs> it's true. I was. Actually, I think I, like, the exact words were Buck. I, I texted Buck. I'm like, I fucking knew it in all caps, all exclamation points. And the response was, definitely called it, brother. <laughs> it's like, you definitely called it. Um, but apparently that, that, wasn't, was. that wasn't the only return. That, no, that Triple not. H has orchestrated. Um, we're going to get into that a little further, but um, I I feel like as of right now, and I think it's fair to say, because of the state of of Raw being what it is, Triple H kind of has his hands full with that particular show on the brand. From and, and I'm and I'm not you know giving him any shit either because so far so good. To be honest, I mean, there's not really. You know, he kind of stepped into a shit show. Oh, but I mean, be- it's it's more than a shit show, man. Like, it was a dumpster fire. True. And to be fair, SmackDown was was kind of the, the, the baby for, like, the longest time. I mean, they had more of the, the bigger names over there. And I think a lot of that is probably attributed to the fact that Fox spent, what was it, a couple of billion to get the rights for it for, for five mm-hmm. years? And I don't blame them. I get it that they would rather have Roman Reigns there, that they want the Ronda Rousey's, the Charlotte Flairs. I get that. But Ross suffered as a result of that. And now I can kind of, I get the feeling that Raw, slowly but surely, is kind of flipping the script and going from the B show to the A show again. Especially after the brilliance, by the way. I don't know if you were paying, if you paid attention during the, you know, any of the highlights or anything. There was a whole ass story going on in the background of Raw that had a bizarre ending, but it made total sense when we got to the ending of that particular where the actual episode left off at. Which I don't know. Did you did you happen to catch any of the highlights for that? Ah, uh, I'm I'm not picking up what you're putting down, man. Why don't you go in a little bit more detail? Because okay, I was a little so... uh, I was a little clairvoyant there when I was watching through and. Definitely didn't pick up on anything. Okay, it's, it's hard when it's three hours. I will say, which is true. Buck Allen going on record. Raw needs to go back to two hours. We do not need a three-hour Raw. And honestly, Trips also agrees as well because I, I know that that's something that he has stated that he hates the three-hour format, like one hundred percent. One, oh, sorry, let me rephrase that. One hundred percent hates the three-hour format. That it is that long for no reason. But no, there was. A whole lot going on in the background. They purposely had situations set up where the superstars were in a situation where 
in the first one, I believe it was Kevin Owens, there was a car accident right behind him. A car had hit one of the posts. And if you look closely in the back, you saw Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. Then there was another segment. I think that was the one that had, um, oh my goodness, I want to say maybe, I think it was, oh, Alexa Bliss and Asuka when they got confronted by Control, which I think that's what they're calling them, is Control Bailey's yep. um, heel group by Dakota Kai and Io Sky. The, the cops and the security were running out. And it all culminated during the main event, which was in Cleveland, Ohio, which we all thought it was going to be Johnny Gargano coming back. And it was actually Dexter Loomis was the one in the crowd, and he got arrested, quote-unquote, by the security staff. Now, the fact that they were acknowledging it from the commentators, and the fact that even AJ, uh, AJ Styles acknowledged it, the fact that Corey Graves even said that it was Dexter Loomis, even though he's kind of a whisperer, but he's like, is that Dexter Loomis? And then the fact that the WWE social media is actually showing the highlights of this, the, the simplicity of it, even though it may seem a little over the top, it was actually, the execution was brilliant. Because that, that character is a little bit over the top as it is, if, if I remember correctly, where he's more, you know, the serious stone face, almost psychotic type of character. When he was in NXT, that's when they were in, in the way, if I remember correctly, right? That was yep. Johnny Gargano. So, do we think that maybe, and not, not to pull the, the pun on that, is this maybe the way that they kind of get Johnny Gargano back into the fold and have that faction? Because Theory was actually in that faction, too. So, if you do that, what do you do with Theory? That's the ultimate question. Like, do you, do you continue to keep his push because like it, it it definitely seems like once big daddy vince was gone poor rug got pulled out from underneath the kid but see and, and i think that's intentional they everybody everybody and i say they i mean i mean the the the, the iwc the internet wrestling community who we know is just as toxic as the britney spears song that she sings mm. about um which forgets. we're proud to be a part of by the way proud to yes be a part we, of we are we're 100 proud to be part of the iwc but Triple H was so instrumental in bringing him in also to NXT. A lot of people forget that. So I, I personally, here's here's what I, and I think I said it on the last show, and I, I kind of want to almost echo it. Here's how I kind of see theories, and I know you said you don't want to see this happen. It's it's going to happen, almost to the T, because, the, you know, even though it's trips, even though he has, you know, a better mindset for the business, I feel like, than, than what Vince did in his later years. Not Attitude Era, not Ruthless aggression, but the later years when Vince really lost touch with everything. I, I'm telling you, they're probably going to do a heist of the century, too. Where, where, and again, I feel like it's all going to be dependent on The Rock. Because the rumored, uh, we all both know, the rumored main event for WrestleMania Night 2 for the one coming up, WrestleMania 39 in Englewood, which we're going to get into the, I don't know if you got the, the chance to watch the, the launch party for the tickets on Thursday night. They actually, no, had match- they actually had matches there. Snoop has his own WWE belt, too. Oh, really? That Becky, is Becky dope. Lynch showed up, broken arm and broken shoulder and all, showed up and was twerking on the stage with Snoop Dogg. But, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Well, now I got to go back and find the highlights. You got to go back. It's, it's, it's her, Snoop, and Becky, Bianca Belair. The three of them were on stage with this. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias was there, Fluffy, helping them. Mm. He was doing commentary with them. I mean, it, w- it was what it was. It was just to get people hyped up to buy tickets for it. We all know it's going to sell out. It, it, 
come on, it's WrestleMania. But but the rumored match, the rumored main event for the past couple of years, and I know both participants are, you know, they're pretty much all in with it, is Roman Reigns versus The Rock as to who's truly the head of the family of the Samoan dynasty there for the bloodline. We all know I'm a big Mark. Not, no, not even a Mark. The Rock is my everything. <laughs> We're going to be honest. Uh, I mean, The Rock was my favorite wrestler growing up. Absolutely. Mine, he's, he still is mine. I, I've gone on between work and, and, and personal and whatever. I admit The Rock is my man crush. I don't give a fuck. I am secure on my sexuality. The Rock is my man crush. Uh, that being said, he would have to do the honors for Roman, I think, in that match, if that were to happen. Yeah, I mean, you can't have him come in and not stay full-time, and then, like, everything that WWE has been building up with Roman Reigns. And, I mean, let, let's let's face it. We, we've talked, and we've known each other for years. I mean, the Royal Rumble, where people were chanting for Roman Reigns, and they were only chanting for him because of what had transpired that year. Mm-hmm. And then the very next year when Vince goes, oh, well, they love Roman. Like, no, they don't love Roman. They just were pissed that you threw out Daniel Bryan, the guy that they wanted to see go on. And then they have him win the Rumble and like that scene with The Rock holding up his hand. And just so to think where we were back then mm-hmm. and how the fans hated Roman. I mean, like, you know, yeah, the fans may still hate Roman, but like, my God, it, has he come such a long way? And I mean, he is a true asset to WWE at this point. If you have The Rock come in and beat him, like that just destroys everything I, that they I don't. agree, especially with, with the fact... Now, I know you and I have talked in length about this, and I'm not the only one. I mean, the actual one but the name has even said it himself. Roman absolutely benefited from getting the rub from The Undertaker for being the second person to defeat him at WrestleMania. To, oh, of course. I do, I do I think Brock needed that? No. Brock never needed to get to be the one to break the streak. Brock did not need the rub from the Undertaker. He was already a made guy. From he was he was already a Vince guy, no matter what. I mean, he's an attraction. He'll you know, anytime he shows up, it's people. It's must see TV. It is. I've even I have come around to Brock Lesnar, and we know I have never been a big Brock Lesnar fan for however long that he's been in there. Like I, I, I like I said, I dig the whole cowboy Brock. I dig the fact that he's having a good time with 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 the gimmick now. He's he's kind of at a point in his life where he's having fun, perfect. But don't come back for a while. Stay away. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you did your bit. Stay away. But eventually, I mean, he's not a young young man anymore either. I mean, he's he's getting up there. He's forty, still tre- in tremendous shape. Still in tremendous shape. But I mean, the money match now. I mean, we, we we've gotten. We were talking about the last show. We, we you know they capped off that rivalry. Let it let it go. Let him move on to Bobby Lashley if that's that's really what they want to do. Um, but again, the scenario I'm going to pitch to you, which I, which I already did last one. I'll do it again for those that, that maybe missed it. It's all depend on the rock. If they can get him for the main event, if he decides to do this, if he has the time and can get into the shape to do so, Roman will probably carry that match. But let's be honest. He's going to have to, even though rock is in probably the best shape of his life. He's still 52, 53 years old. So, if The Rock doesn't come back for that match, which I don't know, I'm kind of iffy if he's going to. The scenario that I see playing out is going to be Cody Rhodes. Like I said, when I'm mm. in the Rumble. Because, you know, right now, even here's what they should start doing. They got to start getting him back on TV, showing him rehabbing from that injury. You got to keep him fresh in people's minds. 
Well, isn't he on the poster for uh, Clash of the Castle? He he was. He uh, might they still be. The poster, they might have. Yeah, I think they might have. Now, there's also a rumor too that they're going to split the titles on at Clash of uh, the Champion or Clash of the Castle. Clash of Champions is the other one, right? That's that's uh, right. Yeah. What, what was I thinking? WCW days. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. There's a rumor that they're going to split where Drew's going to be the one to beat him for one of those titles. I don't. I don't think it should happen yet. I think Roman should still go over, whether it's underhanded or clean, doesn't matter. Even though it kind of hurts some of the momentum that Drew's been building up, who gives a shit? I mean, he'll he'll blast back anyway, so it doesn't matter. Cody Rhodes has to be the one to do it, really. That's like the ultimate redemption story for that for for him as a as a performer, you know, from eating shit as fucking Stardust to going over to AEW. Realizing that the grass really isn't greener on the other side, and you know, there's no place like home, like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. But the money's in the chase. So, and I noticed I used that. So, money in the bank will come into play. That I think Austin Theory would cash in the money in the bank contract right then and there after Cody Rhodes barely beats Roman Reigns after they have a what Uncle Dave would call a, a five star match. <laughs> but I, I think I think that's the only way to do it is at least Cody has that moment and then Theory comes and fucks it up and takes takes the moment and steals it. You could see, you definitely could see it happening. Um, it makes you wonder: Do they want to do that at their biggest show and uh, have that be the way to end things? Because I mean, there's not very often that a WrestleMania ends with a heel going over. Uh, I mean, like when they did the Heist of the Century, like. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm I'm getting my timelines mixed up, but I don't remember if Seth Rollins was uh, a quote unquote bad guy when he did that, when he cashed in, because I remember the crowd going nuts. Now, granted, the crowd was going nuts because we've already seen Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns for the umpteenth time. And spoiler alert, we were going to see it 40 more times after that. Um, I think like, I remember the crowd going absolutely nuts, including myself jumping yeah, out of my I, chair. I did too. I was like, holy fucking shit. Did that just happen? <laughs> and I mean, cause you know, you had that feeling of, all right, like who's going to win. Like I could really care less. Like the WrestleMania was pretty good. But then when that happened, it was like, wow, they knocked it out of the park. And it's like, it felt like they did something right. And then, lo and behold, I watched for a couple more months, and then, no, well, they did one thing right. I'll give them credit where credit's due. And then, you know, whether it was uh, Vince being behind the wheel and just not being in touch and not caring, or, I don't know, I don't want to say he didn't care, but it just, it it felt like it, because those years were hard to watch for me, man. Well, I mean, thankfully, you know, as we know now, the one thing he wasn't toned up on was that he turned Roman heel. Roman, Roman... I mean, I, I mean, I feel like it, it didn't hurt Cena, but I often wonder what a Cena heel turn would have done. And he was all game for it too to to do it. But to be fair, this is also the you know you can't see me in Mister Hustle loyalty respect. And you know I'm gonna go on record and say what you will, and I'm I'm ready. It's gonna be a hot take. Dude is the goat. I yeah, said it. Now, wait, wait, wait. Now, now, is he my favorite wrestler of all time? No. But to be fair, he is tied with Ric Flair for the 16 world titles. Okay? The only difference is he's won all 16 with the same company. 
He didn't go to Impact. He didn't go to AEW. He didn't go to Ring of Honor. He didn't do any of that. He stuck loyal to Vince. Won all 16. Now, and I'm sure there was times where they went head-to-head, and I'm sure that there was a time he almost went somewhere else. But I remember that little tease uh, during the CM Punk John Cena storyline there about going to Impact Brother. Yeah, yeah. So I um I'll go on record. He's the goat, the dude. Like if you, and I know we're getting off on a tangent, which is what we do anyway. That's right. I mean, that's what the show's about, right? But I mean, to me, um, you know, if you put up wrestling's Mount Rushmore, and if we're going just individual stars, because I mean, you can do multiple, like if like tag teams, whatever the case. But if we're doing the Mount Rushmore, the goats, the four. Agree, disagree. It would have to be Hogan, Stone Cold, The Rock, and Cena. Well, I when mean, you put it like that, it's hard to disagree. I mean, think, you're... think about it. Think about. It. I know people like, oh, what about Bret Hart? What about Shawn Michaels? What about even Triple H? What about Roddy Piper? What about Ricky Steamboat? What about Flair? Very valid, one hundred percent valid. But it's just my my opinion. I think those four. Specifically, because what four people, what what four wrestlers, performers, brought more eyes on the product during their 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 runs? No, you're and, absolutely and, right. And think about it like this: Lightning actually struck twice during the attitude. Not, not only did he have Stone Cold, he had The Rock. Like that's never happened. There's always usually two, but like it's never big enough for both. Which, and I get that, but the Attitude Era was. So I mean, the, the fact that two of those that I named came out of the same era. I mean, who would, who would you put as your Mount Rushmore wrestling? Um, so, I mean, I'm a softie for the macho man. Ooh, yeah. I always yeah. love macho. I love um, macho. So, yep. I mean, like he, he's, he's going to get on there no matter what. Cause you know, you think of slim Jim, if you're around our age, you're thinking it's macho man. Slim Jim. Ooh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, you definitely got to throw Ric Flair up there. Oh man. I mean, you're not wrong, and in, in you're you're very valid with having Cena up there in terms of who brought you know eyes to the product and and what he's done. It it's it's really because like who who else are you going to say like Randy Orton? Not no. great wrestler, but no, he's he's definitely not up there in that conversation. AJ Styles, I mean, awesome performer, but no, even Shawn Michaels. I mean, there's a there's an argument that could be made about Shawn Michaels, but. I mean, realistically, if you look at who who the big dogs were during their, I mean, even if the, if there was five, honestly, let's be honest, they'd probably put Roman Reigns up there too if they could. And some people do consider him to go up there because of this this run that he's on now. Do I agree with that? There's again, it's a valid argument. But when you look at the the top four, who really transcended the business into what? And and it's now it's no big. You know, surprised that all four happen to be WWE guys. I mean, because they own everything anyway, except for you know at, at the time. Now they don't. Now, now there's a lot of more competition on on your you know on your streaming apps and your you know on your TV. But I mean, realistically, when you break it down to like when when you say the words wrestling, typically it's those four guys and and a flair. Every now and then you'll get a flair or Shawn Michaels that are, or Undertaker even that are named. And uh, granted, oh yeah, yeah. How can, see, you, 
how can we forget about putting Undertaker on Mount Rushmore wrestling yeah. there? Because like that's true. But when you when you really get it down to brass tacks, the respective forefathers for their eras are those four. When you really think about it. You're right. And it's crazy again to to go back on what you said that in the attitude era, I mean you you had to. You you could try to make the argument that, you know, in the golden era, I am not even sure if that's what they call it. That's what I call it. I think but it was like the, rock, like, the, like, the rock, like the rock and wrestling. Well, remember it was in the it was the rock and wrestling era when they had like Cindy Lauper, when Hogan had um Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling like the cartoon. Um then it was the the new generation when it was Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, and then Pretty much everybody's favorite time, the Attitude Era. And then the other one, I feel like that is, it's got love, and I feel like it's becoming, is the Ruthless Aggression Era to the, so, dreaded, P, to the dreaded PG Era. And now where we're at now, we're at the, we're at the Triple H Era. And and let's go back on a little tangent here. So, I mean, like, you know, they, they had the Ruthless Aggression uh, documentary on the WWE Network, or, well, what was Peacock. the WWE Network? It's now no, it's on, on Peacock. On the cock. You gotta watch. You can't not watch the cock. You can't not watch but, the cock. Can't not watch the cock. But when you when you go back and you watch that ruthless aggression era documentary and all those episodes, and it it makes me think like you know I I was still in love with the product back then, and I watched every Monday. Um, I tried to watch SmackDown when I can here and there. Um, now was the ruthless aggression era was SmackDown on Sci Fi at some point, or am I just completely? No, it was. It was like it was. I think it was like like two thousand two. Is one that that because that that that's when Cena made his first splash against uh, Kurt Angle when he when he debuted. Was uh, there a, remember remember he's like who the hell are you John Cena What do you have ruthless aggression and then dude fucking showed out and nobody ever thought that that guy was going to become what he is now the Invisible Man but and I was I was going to try to make a point that do we talk about the ruthless aggression era. And kind of feel like a little nostalgic of it because, you know, we were still kind of growing up like we were becoming adults at that stage while still watching wrestling um, and saying, like, you know, was it really was it really that good or is it just nostalgia? But then again, when you compare it to the PG era and some of the stuff, it's like, well, I mean, yeah, by comparison, no, I mean, it blew it out of the water. But even when you go back to the Attitude Era, there was a lot of great stuff that happened during the Attitude Era and like the Crash TV but I mean, there was a lot of not so great stuff that happened during the Attitude Era. And, oh, you mean like uh, choppy, that. choppy pee pee? Remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> the Mister Yamaguchi son in the Val Venus when he was tied up with his bare ass hanging out on on yep. you or, or or the infamous uh, Stone Cold going into Brian Pillman's house with the gun incident. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, like those things, like they will not fly on TV now. And, like people always say, "Oh, bring back the Attitude Era." Like you can't. Like it's just. Time has moved on. Well, see, here's the thing. And b- before we go into this, I, I have to, because and, and, and I forgive my ignorance for this, because I totally forgot the last episode. I have to say this first. I want to give a quick shout out to our boy, Chris Peters, Christopher Peters, for hooking us up with that theme song. Um, He's been having a little bit of health problems, and we wish him a speedy recovery. Hope everything is going well for him. But Christopher Peters, thank you again for hooking us up with that amazing theme song. You didn't have to do that, and you did. Um, so thank you. We appreciate it. Follow him on Instagram, Christopher G. Peters. That's his name on there. Sorry. We're going to go ahead because I know you're saying we can't do the attitude error again, but Tony Khan is trying. He's trying. 
He's not, he's he's he failing is. at it. He's failing at it. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing too. So I don't know if how how much you know what's what's going on behind the scenes. Um, but you know, Dave Meltzer over on the Wrestling Observer newsletter um, is a huge mark for Tony Khan, a huge mark for for fucking the the the, the cosplaying kids, aka the the young bucks, the Hardly Boys as they're called, and fucking Soul Glow over there with his fucking dripping Jerry Curl from Canada coming out which by the way did you did you see like they basically set it up for fucking soul glow to come out on wednesday by having adam page basically say no i'm good thanks fuck you we all know there's going to be a fucking gigantic jerry curl drip from the fucking ramp into the ring with this idiot finger banging everybody coming out of the fuck and i'm sorry he's not the best bout machine not even by a long shot on that company that would that would belong to Brian Danielson if anybody would hold that title. I get he's the American Dragon. I know that that's what he's been known as. Daniel Bryan, even even a shitty Brian, well Brian Danielson. Sorry, because I'm so used to him being Daniel Bryan. Whatever. The guy puts on fucking match after match. He's a consummate fucking professional, whether he's a face or a heel. The guy delivers ten out of ten times. Even hurt, he still fucking shows up. Not not fucking Soul Glow over there. Well, let's let's give credit where credit is due. I mean, how long was Kenny Omega wrestling with those injuries? I mean, it was revealed that he was going a a long time. I think it was about a year, year and a half, right? So, so, um, I mean, I'm going to give the guy credit where credit is due. I'm not his biggest fan by any means, but I mean, I will I will say mad respect there because, you know, yeah, I'll call off work when I need a mental day. I couldn't imagine my shoulder hanging off and being like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll still wrestle." I mean, he needed like a, I'm, I, I, yeah, and, I, and I'll and I'll give Soul Glow that. I mean, he needed a lot of fucking work, like a lot of fucking shit done. That that being said, because um, I kind of want to Tarantino this and kind of go backwards and then get loop back to AEW because of the response that of how Tony Khan started responding to certain things. Um, last night SmackDown also saw the return of Hit Row came back and basically what i saw on the um bleacher report and on other social media was they were begging for swerve strickland to break his contract for aew <laughs> and make this a true hit row reunion is that going to happen not on your fucking life pal tony khan already said none of them are fucking going anywhere save for i have this this gut feeling i don't know why mjf is coming to the wwe there's there's too mm. many there's too many variables working in the favor for Triple H to get him. Where number one, the money they have it, they can afford to pay him whatever he wants. Number two, it's not going to be as watered down. He's not going to be scripted. He'll probably be giving Car Blanche to be exactly how he wants to be. Number three, this is probably the key. He's fucking tight with Cody Rhodes. Like super tight, like virgin tight with Cody Rhodes. So you already know those three factors in. He would be, he'd probably be a bigger surprise than Cody Rhodes at the Rumble if that were to happen. I could just imagine the countdown three, two, one. You hear that. And if they could get the rights to that song and just that little din in it being pumped in, oh my God. Well, you know, I, See, they, I mean, if Tony Khan can get the Hardy Boys theme and get some of the other ones, I don't, I don't see why 
WWE can, could do the same thing. I mean, Cody Rhodes was able to get it with his. Yeah. And he kept his whole American Nightmare gimmick. Right, right down yeah. to the, to the, like, they're making t-shirts with his tattoo. I mean, it even has the fucking voiceover before the, you know, wrestling has more than one will. I mean, he was able to keep it. So I, I think, yeah, they probably could get the rights for it. If that were to happen, I think the roof would fucking blow off that. I think it's going to be in San Antonio. I think they announced for this one coming up in January, which means that's going to be, um, I'm not even sure what stadium it's even going to be held at. I forget which, which one is over there. Is that the Alamo Dome? Is that the one? Mm, I don't yeah, even think so. I don't even think again. so because like it, everything is so corporate sponsored with all the arenas and stadiums and shit. So, didn't like one of the basketball teams play for like like the, the in the in the Tampax Center or some shit? Yeah. <laughs> one of them, I think. <laughs> so, um, unlike our beloved Cowboys who play for AT and T Stadium, and neither one of us have AT and T. I don't think. <laughs> Because Jerry Jones is a corporate whore, we love him, but damn it, man! No, actually, we don't love him like that. True, say, true, yeah, true, true cowboy one, fans yeah, do not like Jerry Jones. Who am yeah. I kidding? But um, yeah, they, you know, they they're all selling their their soul for that. But I want to say it's the Alamo Dome. I'm probably wrong, but whatever big stadium is in San Antonio, that's where the Rumble's supposed to be. They're going to be announcing it, I think, shortly. They're probably waiting for after WrestleMania, like the tickets went on sale, I think, yesterday for Englewood at the SoFi Stadium. So. They're going to wait a couple of weeks, probably announce, oh, we're going to be in San Antonio for this, because I think um, they're they're doing something with Stone Cold, and I think with Shawn Michaels, because it's in Texas. So they, they, that that kind of, I don't want to say leaked, but they were already saying there's going to be some like stuff with them, with those guys going on for that. But just imagine the roof would fucking blow off that place if fucking MJF came out. Could you imagine if the last two people were MJF and Cody? And there you go. There's your theory. You have Cody winning the Royal Rumble, throwing MJF over. Now, I mean, it's it's great speculation. I mean, it would be awesome. It's something you'd see in, in the WWE 2K22 video game. But I, I mean, say what you want about Tony Khan. I mean, you know, whether you want to think he's a smart man or not, I think he realizes that, like, if, if you can't let one person go, MJF is that one person. Because at some point, he has to come back to TV. And I'm hoping he, he shows up on AEW one of these days. I hope it's, uh, I mean, I, I can't imagine w- what's going to happen when he does. But, like, after that last nuke that he freaking dropped, like, to have no follow-up for this long. Well, And it's weird, like. There, there's stuff there, there. So I looked a little into it before we, we started discussing this now. I know we, we probably will be talking about MJF a lot. And, and why not? The guy, the guy's a fucking bona fide star. The guy, the guy has the goods and everything. He's great on the mic. He can wrestle and he makes you feel something, whether you love him or hate him. That's always key to a, to perform. If you have all three and he's young, he's only what, 24, 25? Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean, there's a lot of upside. He is, he is, I mean, I think that we, I don't know if you if you were there or if it was our friend Maddie that we were at the one AEW show. I had a show. I, I, I think you probably I don't know. Do you know about the Rosie O'Donnell video? Yes. Okay. So for the listeners that don't know, look up MJF Rosie O'Donnell show. He was five years old, little MJF, and the motherfucker pulled the Babe Ruth, pointed to left field, called his shot. When she said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he's like, um, you know, professional wrestler. And who the fuck knew? 
that he was going to fucking do that and and be like as great as he is already. He has. You know what the scary thing is about MJF? He hasn't even peaked yet. He's he's still like not even in his prime yet. And he, I mean, could you imagine like the fucking classics that he could put on with Seth Rollins? I mean, just anybody in, in WWE right AJ now. AJ Styles. Like... I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? I mean, I I almost think you you would think that he would almost have to. I mean, he'd have to come in as a as a. He's gonna get baby face love no matter what he does, unless he does something like so rotten to either Cody or you know whoever like the fans are loving at the moment when that happens. But he, no matter what he does, I feel like he would almost be like a piper, like like a like like a tweener. And so, like they figure out what the best angle is with him, because I mean, you almost think someone like the Miz would have to be turned into a baby face at that point, right? I mean, because there's no way they could have two of them like that, and one's already younger. And better on the mic than the Miz, honestly. And the Miz is great. Don't get me wrong. The Miz, the Miz doesn't knows his shit. Been there long enough. But I mean, do you honestly see that scenario playing out like that with two of them, the same personality? I don't. And I mean, that's why it's it's hard for me. To, like, yeah, it's a pipe dream, and I'd love to see it happen. But I just, you know what? You, you can say, hey, August thirteenth, Buck Allen was wrong on that date when he said that MJF is not going to be going to WWE. But I'm willing to stake my uh, stake my name to that. I don't think MJF will be leaving. I think Tony Khan will pony up the dough to do what he has to do because at the end of the day, you have you have uh, so many people on that AEW roster. At least over what three hundred wrestlers just a contract. And then you throw Ring of Honor in the mix. Like, how can you let one of those top guys like that go? Because he's not utilizing the. All he cares about is which. And again, I get it. John Moxley, the Young Bucks, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, Soul Glow, and any other XWWE guy. Although it did come out. Oh, if you saw this, um, Miro said that they had. He had. He didn't realize how much better he had it in WWE. Until recently, he he's been he's been seeing like the ramifications of, you know, Tony Khan's bad booking, and even still, I've even heard about this too. Um, quite a few of the the talent and executives back behind the you know backstage and behind the scenes have been complaining about Tony Khan's behavior, his attitude, saying that he's actually worse than Vince McMahon with how he acts. He's very unprofessional. He's very. Um, Temper tantrums, and I want it my way. Like just like a spoiled fucking rich kid, basically. And this this has been finally coming out, so that might come back to hurt him too. Do I do I think it's gonna like you know kill AEW? It's not even gonna be remote. I mean, Vince McMahon fucked how many bitches? And look, he's the 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 company still actually is thriving more than ever now that he's gone. All, All that all that hush, which now by the way. There's more that came out. Yeah, an- another five million dollars, I think, <laughs> right? In uh, yeah. in payments was found. I feel like every episode we're going to find out a new amount. Right now, I think it's up to nineteen point five million that he's that he's paid out. So no wonder he was cutting all this, you know, all these people so so quick to cut them, and he was selling a lot of stock too in the company. This is why he he probably had to cover his asses or assets, I should say. For all the ass that he was getting behind the scenes that nobody knew about. And fucking Johnny Ace got the fucking boot finally. During early in the week, 
which that should have happened fucking years ago because fuck people power. He was never great. With his fucking stupid voice that he always talks like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's people power. <laughs> yeah, see? That's that's what I mean. Like he, And he, you know what I don't recall seeing on the WWE website that they wished him well in uh, in his future endeavors. I was, you know what, I, you know what, you know how I hope they fucking, I hope they they sent him a text <laughs> like he did to everybody else. Yeah, and I could see him reading that too. Like I can't just be future endeavored. Well, Johnny Johnny laryngitis, middle finger for you. Fuck you. Glad you're gone. Next up is that fucking beaver, Kevin Dunn. Dude, that that's they already said. So he's not going anywhere just yet. But it came out. The only reason why is that they need to find somebody who can actually learn how to direct the product. Yeah, cuts, and I mean, he cuts way too much between stuff. He's been doing it for so long. I mean, like my God, since the nineties, right? Or maybe even the late eighties. Like he's been a staple there. Hell, at this point, you can almost say Kevin Dunn's been in WWE longer than Vince McMahon. Uh, you you can say that. <laughs> I mean, with every day growing, right? He gets closer, at least. So, well, one one thing that that did come out was you know Tony Khan was also saying how you know oh well WWE's putting on some decent shows now that Triple H is is running things and I mean it, it it's showing and you know we you know I, I already said like I'm I'm a big fan of the Jim Cornette experience like the podcast. And I hear a lot of the shit that he says, and like honestly, he's not wrong. Where he says like the wrestling war is up for grabs right now, and you have Wardlow fighting Orange Cassidy, then you have Wardlow fighting Jay Lethal. Nothing against Jay Lethal because he's fucking great talent and underutilized. And anytime he's on TV, you know more more power to him because you know he's a hell of an in ring talent. But they've already buried Wardlow. He's buried. Ever since MJF left, like, there was no direction. Like, they didn't know where to go with it. How? This guy's a fucking bona fide... Like, if, if Vince... Okay, if Wardlow was in the 80s, and Vince was still building out, Wardlow would have been the fucking guy. At some point. After Hogan, he would have been, like, the guy. that He would have been, like, the ultimate warrior. The only difference is, is that Wardlow can actually talk and actually kind of wrestle. Well, I mean, am I wrong? Thankfully, you're, no, you're not wrong. I mean, thankfully, we're talking about in the '80s because, like, if it was uh, anything later, uh, Wardlow would probably be jobbing out to Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels, which is 100 percent true. Because at that time, that that's I mean, Vince had no choice at that time because again, there were, it was a legitimate war with WCW, where you know guys like Austin wouldn't have been that big. The Rock, I think, still would have been a superstar no matter what, because you know Vince. As much as he loves his big, muscly men, Vince always had a soft spot for the Samoan wrestlers, which is cool. But The Rock still would have been The Rock, I think. I think that still would have happened no matter what. It's kind of like in hip-hop, like Eminem still would have been Eminem and been the GOAT no matter what. Whether whether Big Ear Tupac were still around and no matter how anything else would have played out, Eminem still would have happened, still would have blew up, and still would have been probably one of the biggest things of all time like he is now. That being said, they're, they're wasting Wardlow. Matter of fact, I, I actually watched, so I, I'll, I'll tell you now, I didn't even get the chance to watch SmackDown last night because I got stuck. As you know, we live in Northeast Pennsylvania. So we got stuck seeing a fucking shitty fucking Philadelphia Eagles game that was on. And again, we have to preface this that Buck and I are fucking Cowboys fans. Cowboys for life. 
fuck the Eagles, fuck the Giants, and fuck the no-name team from Washington because I refuse to call them the Commanders. Yeah. They're the, they're they the should have just kept the name football team. Yeah, I would have liked it better if it was WFT because we could have been like <laughs> WTF whenever they came on TV. But anyway. Um, I, so yeah. I swear, like, the, the Washington Commanders are the Ezekiel of the NFL. Yeah. And not the Ezekiel yeah. Jackson either. Like, No, no, no. Ezekiel Elias' younger brother, who's not yeah. Ezekiel. Which, by the way, Which, I love the fact that they did that angle. I was going to say, did you see um, that? That they had. Uh, yes, I did. Go ahead. And can, I mean, what yeah. what the what the best way to write them off TV? And uh, I mean, I don't think you, you 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 can't do like Elias coming right back and like you know avenging his 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 brother or whatnot. Like, I I wish I could have been in the room or fly on the wall, right? As the saying goes. When somebody's pitching this kid, hey, so we're going to have you shave your beard, and we're going to put you in pink, and we're going to have you go out there. I mean, like, you know, we've worked jobs where, we, you know, we, we, we've worked retail. We've worked for a, a checkmark company that sold cell phones. Uh, well, a, a third I, I worked for the corporate part at some point, not, not to rub it in, but, like, you and I worked for a fucking third party would never, like, I would piss on the fucking ashes if the place burned down. Retailer. For the, the the big evil red that isn't even number one anymore. That's but right. Yes, but yes. Sorry, go ahead. I, I just I had to get that out. Sorry. That's I okay. Hate, I'm I, just I thinking about. It. I'm just thinking about how you you drop the corporate line on me, and I just go back to MJF thinking I'm better than you. And you know it. <laughs> no, that's so not thank, what I was trying to clowning for. me on that. One, Sorry, though. man. I mean, it could be worse. I could have told you I own like fucking six Chick Fil A's in Ocean City, Maryland, and some <laughs> some beachfront properties. If that if that would help, if. if uh, that that that's a complete inside joke that we will never get into outside of this uh, the, the two of us. There's only, there's only two people that'll know why that's so. Funny. Only two they'll people that, that will know why why that's funny. Just trust me, it's funny. But, but getting back to Ezekiel here, like yeah, the like had a great gimmick with Elias, and I mean, granted, you weren't utilizing it; you just kind of let it sit and die. So yeah, you could say, okay, well, that this isn't working anymore. Well, no, it wasn't working because you didn't use it every time. Every time Elias was on TV or out there, he had the crowd in the palm of his hands. It wasn't like he was fighting for their attention. Like he got right. them to chant along with them. Like I just, that saying, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like Ezekiel, Elias wasn't broken. Like what? Well, here's, here's the thing too, man. And this, let's catch you up. But like, this is a, a, a testament to how he is as a performer. That he was able to make that gimmick work and get yes. it over the Ezekiel gimmick. Because, I mean, it, on paper, we were like, what the actual fuck is this? I mean, again, and this is after a, a strong WrestleMania that I'm pretty sure Triple H had a lot more hand in than, than people know. Because, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like he booked Saturday because there's no way he didn't book Saturday. Saturday was the better of the two nights, if, if we're being honest, number one. But, you know, you're right. I, I can only imagine them being like, okay, so... You're going to shave your beard. You're going to cut your hair. You're going to have Ultimate Warrior tassels. And you're going to go out there and be this smiley. This Basically, if you if you think about it, that's Rocky Maivia. That That's initially, oh what, my that's God, initially yes. what Vince McMahon wanted for the Rocky, for the Rocks character when he first came out. As that smiley, goofy, like, just happy to be here, happy-go-lucky, gee, Willikers, I won my match. Like, thank God. Rocky, I mean, whoever, and I'm not trying to say this in a negative way, thank God The Rock got hurt when that happened. And and off TV, the when he did, and came back and turned heel. 
And I and I, I honestly, here's what I think is going to happen. He's not going to come back as Elias. Remember, they were teasing a third brother, Elrond. <laughs> so I think he's going to come back as Elrond. Uh, so we're we're gonna. So this guy, I, I I think we've officially entered. This is the new three faces of Foley. Now is is the, the three faces of Ezekiel. I yeah, sorry to sorry to burst your bubble, dude. I, that yeah, I see because I've, I've still been watching it, so I know you've been out of it. But they've been teasing a third brother for so long. That's what's going to happen. But while that is probably what is going to happen, the cool thing was is that we got the original Kevin Owens back. Like, it was good like, to see him just destroying stuff. Like, well, he's already been promised that he's about to be getting a push to him for staying loyal, because he had the chance to go to AEW. He did. And he was going to. But I'm pretty sure they gave him whatever the fuck he wanted to stay. Money-wise. And I'm pretty sure he got some perks as well. So he's a he's a company man. He'll be rewarded. That guy will be either WWE or Universal Champion at some point in the next couple of years. People will hate it, but dude, he's earned it. Like I've, I've always been a big KO fan. I've always been a KO. I mean, you and I always talk to him saying, like, he's, he's one of those guys that, like, he's like Rollins, man. Like, the guy, like, just breaks your back for your company and, like, you know, he's he's one of those few. You can build a company around a talent like Kevin Owens. And I think with Triple H being back in power and uh, having creative control again, like, a, a lot of it has to do, you look at a lot of our favorite wrestlers, and I mean, even, like, crowd favorite wrestlers. Guys, uh, you know, I, by no means am I, like, a jacked. I mean, yeah, we'd like to think that Buck Allen is, of course, you know, six foot five and 335 pounds of pure sex machine, but let's be real here. Like... <laughs> You know, the, the, the buck is going to stop here and I'm going to lift the facade. Like, I'm just your average, everyday, normal guy. But, like, you look at people like Kevin Owens. Like, I look at Kevin Owens. And, I mean, I'm not throwing shade against the guy, but I look at him. I'm like, I don't look at him and think, like, Hulk Hogan body style, professional wrestler body style. I look at him and think, like, he's badass. Like, that dude mm-hmm. would definitely fuck my day up if I looked at him the wrong way. And Vince always seemed to favor and push, like, those bigger guys. And I think a lot of talent got hurt because of that, because they didn't get their chance to shine. So, I mean, yeah, like, I think Kevin Owens definitely deserves a main event push. Like, he was great as a champion. When he was with Jericho, he was great. On his own, he's great. So why not? Why not give him the keys of the kingdom and let him run wild and see what he can do for the company? Because now you're getting these players to come back, like... I would love to see Kevin Owens go up against Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns or even Brock Lesnar. Like that would be great to see two guys just beating the tar out of each other. You you brought up Brock Lesnar again, and I kind of have to segue to last night's um, rampage. So there, there's a new faction called the Trustbusters, and they have the former NXT talent. I forget his his NXT name, but he's going by Parker Bordeaux now, and they're already building him like he's the new Brock Lesnar. I seen. But, I, I did hear about that. But he looks like great value, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so much so, in fact, that everybody went on. I because I, I, again, I always check out like the the IWC because I love seeing some of the comments. And one of the comments, and I'm going to quote. I forget who it was, and I apologize if you're listening to this and that I'm not giving the credit because honestly, there was a lot of people commenting almost the same thing. But it's like, Mom, I want Brock Lesnar. Well, we have Brock Lesnar at home. Brock Lesnar at home, and it's fucking Parker Bardo. Um, they even turned Sonny Kiss heel last night to join them. This was after Parker Bardo 
not even 10 minutes earlier, destroyed Sonny Kiss in a match. Squashed him. So during the main event, Sonny Kiss came out to help Orange Cassidy. Because he's in the main event. Because. Just because. So Tony Khan can keep dressing up like him for Halloween. This is why. And and again, I don't hate Orange Cassidy. I just don't think he should be a main event guy. So for me, like Orange Cassidy works the the gimmick when it's used like, you know, sporadically here and there. But yeah, like I don't want to take anything away from him as a performer, as an entertainer, as a professional wrestler. But that that whole gimmick of just not giving a shit. Yeah, it's great. I love it. But I don't want to see a title around him because it just no, like, no, no. I mean, and, and I and I dig the whole. I mean, I like like you. I think it's funny when he does his little, you know, little like lazy, like the, the king of sloth style. Oh, when like, he does the kicks and the little shin yeah. kicks, the sw- like I love it. Like I even when, even, even, even when he when he touches up like like palms with with people like with it with like you know the back of his hand instead of giving like actual high fives and like his his thumb isn't even up. It's just like whatever. Yeah, I'm, we're talking in some audio, and I'm doing a thumb, like a fake thumb. Nobody can even see me doing it because you know, <laughs> because because there's a logic of AEW, scared, you guys. Man. There's there's yeah. the logic. Now, I don't want people to think that we're shitting all over AEW because I mean they do have a lot to offer as as far as talent. It's just a problem of they're they're already running into the same thing that Vince McMahon did, where they're they're going to the well too often, and they have all like these these studs basically that they you know like you have like your pillars. And instead, you're leaning on, and you know, again, Tony Khan's reaction to all the returns that WWE's been doing, which they've been more subtle. They had CM Punk come back finally. It looks like he's back from his injury, which is great. But I know you and I talked before. As much as we love CM Punk, I like CM Punk from you know, yeah, the return was awesome. It was. I got fucking goosebumps. I wasn't exactly crying like you know, homeboy in the memes that whatever. But, I mean, I, I definitely felt something. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I got to see him again. And then I got to see his first match. You know, you and I, we went to see him versus Darby Allen. Yep. In, in the theater. Which was an awesome match. I mean. It was great. I mean, he doesn't have, I mean, he still got it. But I don't necessarily think he should be the champion of AEW. I think he, him and, you know, he's he's in a position now where, you know, he initially was like, oh, I'm going to be helping build young talent. I mean, he might have elevated Darby Allen. He absolutely helped elevate MJF. To even and MJF was already was already on like the like we said on the you know the rocket ship to the moon because the the guys just fucking got all the tools, but working with CM Punk that only propelled him even harder with like it was like like the liquid Schwartz and Spaceballs to get to the fucking moon you know what I mean like <laughs> it, he just got there faster because because of that my um, God he went to plaid <laughs> exactly and he wears the fucking Burberry plaid so there you yep. go see now. That being said, CM Punk should not be their champion. Neither should John Moxley. Because now you're going to have to turn Moxley heel, even though he technically is one, but he's not. Which I think is interesting how the, what is it, the, the Blackpool Combat Club, how they each come out of the separate, the heel tunnel and the face tunnel, depending on who it is. Which, okay, I, I get that. But Moxley's going to have to turn heel. It ain't going to be Punk. Punk is too over. And he's coming back from an injury, there's no way you could turn him heel and it working. I mean, it, we know from previous, you know, times, he's 100% an effective heel. And can obviously generate heat if need be, but don't let him come back like how they, like, you, you can't. Like, at, he's at the point now, it's like Becky Lynch. Like, they tried the heel turn, it didn't work, the fans still loved her, 
like we said, you said it earlier, so it ain't broke, don't fix it. CM Punk is, is that, don't fucking fix it. Keep him as a face. Turn Moxley. And what I want to see with CM Punk, like, I, I get if you bring him back and you put him in the title picture immediately because he had to drop the title with the injury. Okay, I get that. If I'm, you know, playing SmackDown versus Raw GM mode here and I'm deciding or I'm playing universe mode and I'm deciding what I want to do, don't, don't have CM Punk win the title back. Have him lose. I mean, you know, put on a great match, put on a great show, have him lose, go back to like, you know, putting over the smaller guys or the younger talent. Because at, at this stage, and to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying, when he came back, like, to, I mean, I still remember the goosebumps. When I go back and I watch it, and when Cult of Personality hits and the crowd erupts, and it was, uh, well, it was Friday night he came back, right? He came back on Rampage. I they, it was like, it was, it was one of the few live because they were in Chicago. And, yep. and rightfully so, they waited the couple because the, the crowd was already chanting his name before he came out. And then when that, like, hit like the static hit like immediately my the hairs on my arm were standing up i was like fuck it actually happened but then i don't want to say it got old but it's kind of getting old already it did it did get old and what i like like okay you said that he didn't need the title you know what i didn't mind him winning the title because to me the way i see it if you're a cm punk fan whether you you know you liked him for aew or if you you know, fought him when he was ECW CM Punk or when he, uh, even before that, when he was on the indie scenes, right? Ring of Honor. But it, it kind of felt nice to see him, like, get that moment because, you know, he got dicked over by WWE. But he was a champion over there, too. He was a champion over there, too. But, like, I mean, you, you've heard the podcast. I'm sure every oh, yeah. wrestling fan oh, yeah. heard that, that podcast. That cult, yeah, heard the, the cult story. Yep. So, I mean, you know, I think of it. I mean, we've all worked for shitty places where, like, we could not wait to leave. I mean, I remember working for a Best Buy at the time that CM Punk took it, took the title or came back with the title. And then the whole thing was he was going to leave and uh, come money in the bank. So I mean, I know what it's like to work a job that you hate or work for a company that you're not a fan of. And then like have that, well, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go somewhere else and try to stop me. Seeing him in AEW come back and achieve that, like that was a cool moment. That was great saying i'm glad he got hurt because i'm definitely not i would no. rather see him lose the title to somebody who could have benefited i mean that could have been oh man that could have been the perfect chance to you have with mjf but obviously the stars did not align no i mean plus like they already had that feud and like, and that was such a great feud and again i feel like that feud was more not to build punk but to build mjf as a legitimate credible professional wrestler soon to be sports entertainer when he does go over to wwe I know we're going to argue about that, like, you know, friendly arguments about that, you know, until it actually happens. But that being said, this also could have been the time to have Wardlow win that title mm, from CM yes. Punk. But again, for me personally, I know, I know Wardlow's over. He should have been a heel because he, he's got, but, but then again, now you have Powerhouse Hobbs as the heel. And again, I've been saying like those two need to be on a collision course with each other. The, you know, not that I'm a fan of like, you know, like the big muscle men, like having to, you know, the meat, the meat slapping meat as, as a uh, biggie has, so we, we said before, but I mean, those are your two catalysts. Those are your two, like, there's, you got your, you got your, you know, white, white meat baby face in, in Wardlow. And then you got your despicable heel in powerhouse Hobbs. 
Powerhouse Hobbs should have been had the title already, and th- this guy needs to have a main event run, and Wardlow needs to be in the chase for that when it's Powerhouse Hobbs. Because that's somebody that can go toe-to-toe, head-to-head with them, and, and would make it look legitimate. You know, it's I like, think you hit the nail right on the head. It's got to look legitimate. It's, it's got to be it is, real. Right, and it's like when Bobby Lashley was fighting Brock Lesnar, it wasn't a one-sided fight. These two are legitimate fucking badasses, and that looked real. I mean, when Braun Strowman, who, by the way, we were going to meet at Monster Mania, but when we found out that he's charging fucking $80 for an autograph and a photo, and he doesn't even have anything on his table. $80? $80. And it's 50 for autograph, 50 for a photo, or 80 for the combo to meet him. $50 is to take a photo with your own phone with him, by the way. He's not even in the WWE no more. He's trying to still make that E money. Hurdy's super friendly. Hardy's like really nice, but honestly, I can't see spending fifty bucks just for a photo with him. And I saw his table; he has nothing. He has flyers on there for his. He has like a new wrestling promotion that he's working on, where it's almost like a choose your own adventure type of thing. But that's for another for another episode. Um, but when Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman were kind of going at it, you would think like that would have been more even. And Brock Lesnar like bitched him out, basically. Ragdolled them as often as he could. You know, it's kind of like when Brock and the Big Show fought. You would think, okay, here we go. And, and like, Big Show was basically just fed to Brock Lesnar. Just like Braun Strowman was basically fed to Brock Lesnar, too. Where Bobby Lashley was one of the few that could, that went toe to toe with him and, like, held his own. And, you know, Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs, that needs to happen. Amazing to see it go down. Um, and going back to the point that you made too, like, yeah, like Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar could could definitely draw money under the right circumstances. They don't I mean, need a title. Two, they don't need a title even at, no. at stakes. I you can know, definitely see it going down. Another guy too that, that should be like right now, especially, you gotta strike while the iron's hot. Ricky Starks mm-hmm. should should be one of your, you know. This guy should be your your TNT champion. That's who the TNT champion should be. Build him up. The crowd fucking is like all about him. Even if even if he got a title run, like as like the, the title, the the AEW title holder, people would legitimately believe it because he can back it up in the ring. You know what I'm saying? That's a guy. As much as I love FTR, I, I honestly I I could almost see them going back to WWE now that Triple H is in charge when their contract's up. All because of what happened with the Young Bucks fucking being little little cocksuckers and not doing what was right for business because of their little feelings. See, this is why. So I don't want people to think like, oh, yeah, I watched, listen to Cornette and just kind of cop. No. Like, now that I know exactly what happened behind the scenes and the fact that, and we all knew Soul Glow is one of the EVPs there. So is Adam Page, the Young Bucks. But because they have so much creative control, they didn't want to do what was right for business and do the right thing which was put FTR over in the rubber match and give them all the fucking flowers at that point. Because when they eventually beat Swerving Our Glory, because it's going to happen, it's not, and there's nothing against Keith Lee, nothing against Swerve Strickland, it's not going to mean as much as it would have beaten the Bucks. At all. And there's, again, nothing against those two, but when FTR does win that match, and they are going to win that match, it won't mean as much. I mean, am I, am I, what, what do you think? Am I right? Am I wrong? Or, I mean, they dropped the ball. They, they, they had the chance to do the right thing. And I mean, it, from a storyline perspective, 
And, you know, as a fan watching, yeah, like you're right. They, they could have built so much more on top of that because nah, we don't really feel like it. Well, well, well. As Here soon as are. they, as soon as the, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure they had a hand in the, in the, in that trios titles thing being a thing now, because you know they're like Tony Jump and that motherfucker's like how high, but you know, or when when he's not doing fucking mounds of coke, pretending to be the other Tony Montana in his fucking office when he's all fucking hyper, looking like Rick Moranis in his fucking you know, um, media scrums as he calls them. This is the problem. You shouldn't have let these guys be EVPs. Don't give them creative control. Did you not learn anything from what happened with WCW? That was part of the downfall, is that you, like, you know, Bischoff gave these guys guaranteed money. They had too much creative control in their contracts, and look what happened. And little by little, if you're, I mean, we, we just said it last, last week, little by little, it's already starting to happen. I mean, how, how the fuck did they go from all out being like a banger of a fucking pay per view? And then it was like almost like like the stock the stock market crashed on AEW. To be fair, they did get plagued with injuries. I'll give you that. Because I know that was going to come up. But even still, you're not utilizing who you have. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy to try and build the interest when you go out and you get all this talent and like you know who who's going to show up. I get trying to recreate. You know, we talk about the the wrestling wars and of course the Monday Night Wars. And it's like, oh my god, like Lex Luger, or yeah, Lex Luger. Well, uh, Lex Luger's on Nitro. Like, holy shit! And then, oh my god, like the Eddie Guerrero, Harry Saturn, and uh, I thought there was another person with him. I guess it was just, oh yeah, oh, it was Dean Malenko, right? Dean Malenko, yeah, Dean Malenko, and, so, and, and, and some other guy that I don't even know who, who he is anymore because he doesn't exist. Apparently, he was uh, he was Men in Men in Black, wiped from my memories. The other guy, yeah, I, I yeah. can't. Can't can't put my name on it. Can't put my name Easy. on it. Listen to me. I can't even put my. This is what happens. I try to be funny, and like I fucked up that whole joke. So you know, <laughs> that was my bad. Sorry, guys. Obviously, you know who I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, that that was then. This is now. Yeah. And balls I, Mahoney. That's who it was. Balls, oh, it was Mahoney. balls Mahoney. Yeah. No, I thought it was Gilbert. I'm sorry. Oh, Gilbert. Oh my God, Gilbert. <laughs> but that. But that being said, honestly. Um, do you do you think personally? Because I know a lot of people are like, well, I, and I and I see it. I see the chatter. How you know the AEW fanboys and the WWE fanboys? You know, we just we just enjoy both. As long as I know, it seems like we shit on AEW a lot, but like they do have a lot of good stuff going for them. They they do. It's just they're not utilizing it properly. The the, the roster's too bloated. You have a Ring of Honor. That you have, you have impact that, that you can like tool around with. Like, you know, these are the people, like, start breaking off and making, you can do what WWE is doing and have three shows weekly as, as they do. But do you think there's even a snowball's chance in hell? Sorry, my voice cracked. Snowball's, snowball's chance in hell that AW Dynamite would ever have the balls to go head to head with either Raw or SmackDown. Well, Rampage, no. I guess we have to go against SmackDown. Yeah. But do do you think, or or do you see a scenario where if we started having that happen again, where it was like a true wrestling war, like the Monday Night Wars Part Two? I mean, already WWE, even on its like worst night, is still drawing between one point five two million viewers. AEW is getting like maybe seven hundred and fifty thousand. 
I mean, so I mean, number one, right? Let's 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 take a deep dive into this. So for eight, for Wednesday night dynamite to uh, decide that they're going to go to Monday night. I mean, yeah, I guess Monday night dynamite could kind of work. It doesn't have the same ring to it. But I mean, let's let's look at like what happened when Impact tried this. And I mean, it's not like Impact didn't have some talent. Like you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, you had Hulk Hogan and Bischoff. So I mean, you're going with nostalgia fans there. But I mean, like. You had Christian Cage over there. You had Rhino. I mean, you Small had a bunch show. of XWE guys. <laughs> yep. And then you had homegrown talent. Um, AJ Styles still at the time. You know, mm-hmm. Ric Flair was over there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you, you, if they couldn't really compete, and I'm not trying to make this sound like it's a dig at AEW. It really isn't. It is not a smart business decision to do that. I mean, you know, we, we had a, a, the Wednesday night wars with NXT and this is back when NXT was good. Again, you know, I feel bad cause I kind of feel like I threw shade on NXT 2.0, but, uh, they, oh my God, they got to change that quick. They really so, got to change that. So that's actually where I was going with that next where, where I think, you know, Triple H probably has a couple of like, he probably has like, like phases that he's working on this where SmackDown for all intents and purposes is pretty much fine if we're being honest minor tweaks here and there live morgan the living brats to all that she is notwithstanding which at, at this point they, they gotta turn her heel at this point it, it needs to happen because she's she's too swarmy she's not believable as a fucking badass um i mean she did the 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 like the what did she did like the little spike dudley's the, the lsd to shana yep. baszler to shana baszler last night Oh, what do they call it? Slice bread number two, because the Brian yeah. Kendrick called it that. But really, we're old enough that we know it's the LSD from Little Spike Dudley. Um, she's too swarmy, and it it doesn't like it's not working. So turning her heel and having her do underhanded shit to win that would probably be best for that character. Granted, they spent all this time as her being the underdog. I I still don't get it. I don't see it. Not when that could have been Ruby Soho in a, in a much better position. Now, now that Trips is in charge, I mean, I could see her flourishing over there more. And but can we talk about Ruby Soho for a second? Why, why, why on AEW Dark, and why is she not on Dynamite, or why is she not, like? I, she had such a great return, and then they, you know, what they did? I don't, I don't know if you all can hear this on the the podcast. You know what the sound of that is? That's the sound of them dropping the ball with Ruby Soho. Like, yeah, how exactly. could they let that happen? But on the flip side. Triple H comes in. Women's wrestling matters over there on the mm-hmm. other channel. So much so, in fact, that they're they're reviving, which we all know where this is leading to at some point. The women's tag team titles are coming back. They saw the tournament, which, by the way, <laughs> not not sure if you saw who was on one of the teams, but uh, our, our favorite, the Road Pog Jesse Cakes, aka. <laughs> Ah, Nik- ah. Nikita Lyons, little little Thicky Miss the Dragon Steamboat, Thicky the Dragon uh, Cream Boat, yes, is on her way to the main roster. Um, I think she's going to be on either SmackDown or Raw. I forget which. I'm mean, obviously it's going to be one of the other. What, what am I even saying? But I think if if they're going to use her right, it has to be SmackDown. Well, well, no, I'm sorry, Raw because Raw's three hours, and that's three hours for each cheek. <laughs> I mean, that's three hours of television. I could definitely watch if she's on it. That's for sure. <laughs> Although it's For anybody really listening funny. out there, if, if you haven't, go to her Instagram. It is definitely worth following that. I will, I will yeah. say that much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah. <laughs> but we're we're gonna we're gonna see so just to go on with, with them, see that's the thing is that Triple H knows the value of, of women wrestling. I mean shit, he 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 made he made Dana Brooke and Tamina look good on Monday in that match. Like it was believe I mean we knew Dakota Kai and Io Sky were gonna win that match. I mean I'm gonna say my, my catchphrase here, uh blindfolded tied up in the basement Stevie Wonder and could have seen that was gonna happen. But for all intents and purposes, he he made us believe for like a while that Dana Brooke and Tamina could pull the upset on there and give the heels their comeuppance, which didn't happen because we all know they're going to win those titles. The writing's on the wall. In order in order for control, which I, I'm not sure if that's actually what they're called, we're going to call them that. In order for control to to be an established heel, almost NW, it's like a female NWO, and it's working. But I, I think in order for that to fully, fully, you know, come full circle, they have to win those titles. So this way they're on both shows. Bailey has to win one of those titles too. Definitely. I mean, you got to see them as the group that has all the gold in the women's division for that to really work. They're already talking about Triple H is getting rid of the 24-7 title. I'm, I'm gonna okay be honest. I, yeah, I mean, I was never a fan of that. Like, I like comedy and wrestling, but I mean, just bring back the hardcore title. Like, Cody Rhodes wanted to bring back the Winged Eagle title. Like, if you're gonna do hell, bring back the European Championship. Like, there is money in nostalgia. I don't understand why we don't look at that. And I mean, if you're gonna have a title, at least make it look good. The 24. Oh, that, that title was just hot garbage. It's horrid. And, you know, one thing, too, that Triple H is doing right, because you know Roman Reigns has that lighter schedule now. I mean, to be fair, he's earned it. I mean, mm -hmm. at this point, he has earned it. He's making the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title relevant again. Like, they're the main events for Raw and SmackDown now. Last As night, they should be. Gunter, which, Walter, for all intents and purposes, he's Walter, and, and Shinsuke Nakamura, the artist put on a fucking clinic last night. I don't even think Gunther could ever have a bad match. I mean, that match, if you've never seen this guy wrestle or, or want to see a, a bona fide classic, what was it? It was against um um the guy that plays his ring general there, right? They, the, the two of them had like that banger of a match yep. in NXT where like that was like legitimate match. They went on for like almost an hour and the whole time like you were on the edge. It was like old school like Smash Mouth, like professional wrestling, and we were, you can tell that was Triple H all over it. And that that match, I think to this day, is probably one of the greatest matches I've ever seen on on an event. One of, not the, but one of. I, mean, I remember texting you, and I was like, "Dude, are you watching this?" And you were like, "Fuck yeah, I'm watching this." You're like, "How could I not be watching this?" You're like, "This is mm -hmm. a fucking clinic right here. This is like fucking wrestling one on one with those two. But that's the thing is like he realizes okay, but what my my you know Vin, Vince kind of had this with Roman okay, I have these other titles that have to be elevated okay because he wants to get it back to where they elevate those guys that have those titles because he was himself an Intercontinental Champion and a U.S. Champion at one point I'm sure and he went on to become a WWE Champion in his own right so he sees the value in those titles plus like the lineage of who's held both of those titles. Years ago, your Macho Man Randy Savages, your Roddy Pipers, your Bret Hart's, your Shawn Michaels, your Harley Races, Ricky Steamboats, you know, the uh, Dusty Rhodes even. Like, these are guys that really fucking... John Cena, 
made that title as much as he could. He worked with it. Prestigious. And even he said to Roman, he's like, oh, you look at it as a demotion. I look at it as an honor. And rightfully yeah, and so. Absolutely. Like, if if those titles don't mean anything, like, what's the point of having them? The Intercontinental title was always for the workhorse. Like, you know, Macho Man, greatest Intercontinental champion of all time. Sorry to anybody that's a, a fan of the Honky, Honky Tonk, Tonk Man. man. <laughs> or or if if we are going to talk about greatest Intercontinental champions of all time, you know, you, you got to go with the GOAT. And, of course, we're talking about Santino Morella. Probably, of course. Probably the greatest Intercontinental <laughs> Champion. The, the, the Milan Miracle. <laughs> the Milan Miracle. I have um, uh, more, more reign of the Intercontinental <laughs> Champion than the Hong Kong Man. <laughs> A can of the ass whip. <laughs> that, that being said, um, if he really wants to go old school and make maybe like... I don't want to... I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the term of like, like lower card level. But if you really want to make a title like that and make it like kind of, you know, somewhat relevant to even start boosting to like the next tier, like whatever, bring back the TV title. You can have that and have them defended on on you don't have to have two separate ones. You can have one person win that title and make it somebody legitimate. I mean, look at fucking Rob Van Dam. The guy was the greatest TV champion and he didn't even need a what did he what did he say all the time? But before he won the the shit in WWE and the ECW, he was like, "I'm the, I'm the TV champion because I'm already that damn good. I don't need any other belts to fucking prove it." Yeah, have have someone who's a cocky prick like that, or or even I mean, you you need somebody young to win that, like like an up like an up and comer to kind of really. So maybe that'd be somebody from like an NXT call up that they can do that, or you know, I mean, I wouldn't say like an MJF coming in, but bring it back. It it wouldn't hurt. It'll only help. You'll have them on both both uh, shows. So this way, the, the title has some type of press. And don't make it ugly and green like the last one you did. Twenty four seven. Make make this one like a legitimate like like somebody can be proud to fucking hold this thing. You know, I'm, I'm sure we could do a whole episode uh, someday about like just ugly title belts. But like, oh, I think of the twenty four seven championship. It's definitely up there. I am not a fan of, I mean, granted, the newer tag team titles are a little bit better with the red and the blue straps and the platinum. But when those black strap copper Spartan heads came out, like, like, why would you want to win a penny? I don't understand that. Like, that was the ugliest looking belt. And you had three great designs of tag team championship belts before that you had that classic wwf WWE style you know tag team champion uh when we had the brand split raw and smackdown smackdown kept that and just kind of added some blue trim and then the the raw tag team championship belt was amazing and then they unify the belts and they come out with that garbage like well to be fair, now that we now that we know why they didn't have any money because Vince was too busy with fucking hush money <laughs> for all the fucking you know side ass that he was getting, so you know that that could also be why they couldn't afford to have nice looking belts over there. Yeah. Um, but to kind of get back to you know to the to the current what's what's with the product, I mean, I, I don't I don't want to make this like like the seesaw battle between like you know WWE versus, but it's not even close already like already. It's only two weeks into Triple H's fucking run as the crea- head of creative, and already he bought back. I mean, Karrion Cross came back. The guy's going to be a fucking champion already. 
already. And it's believable now that he's going to be a champion. Because Triple H didn't botch his fucking his return, like Vince did. Well, Vince he knew what to value. do with that talent. Like he, exactly. He, he knows how to harness and, and grow and get what he needs out of that talent. And they trust him. So, I mean, how many times, like, we, we talk about uh, Champa, right? He, he did not want to leave NXT. Yeah. Didn't want to leave NXT. And, I mean, we all knew why, because he knew Vince would have no idea what to do with him on the main roster. Which, which is which, sad because, which, like, he's which is a true. fucking monster. Like, which is, which is true. He didn't know what the fuck to do with him, too. And look what happened. He got released all because, again, can't keep his dick in his pants. Whatever. That, that being said, here's the, the, the difference that I see between Triple H and, you know, what, what he's doing with, with these returns versus what AEW is doing with WWE guys. It's all people that were with NXT within the company anyway. It wasn't like they went off and ran to AEW or Ring of Honor or, or New Japan. These are guys that were kind of just waiting for Triple H to kind of take over because I'm sure he reached out to a lot of them and was like, guys, just bide your time. Like, shit's about to go down. I got you. So far, so good. There's, by the way, I don't know if you know, like, there's been a lot of reports coming out. Like, internally, the the feeling is across the board. The Fiend is going to come back. Ray Wyatt is going to come back because him and Triple H have a great relationship with each other when he was running NXT. Like, they get along. So, I mean, I, honestly, I, I can't see somebody like Ray Wyatt as much as we were like, oh, yeah, it'd be cool if he was in AEW. Now, no one will be know how they're handling Malachi Black, the former Alistair Black. I, I, he wouldn't work over there. They wouldn't know what to do with him. Triple H would. I, I don't want to say they wouldn't know what to do with him, but I mean, when you're so roster bloated like AEW is right now, like you put him in like a little story, and then I think he just gets shuffled, and then the next thing you know, he's wrestling a match on AEW Dark. Like, why? Because and, because the because the roster's too fucking bloated. That's the yeah. problem. So I, mean, I, I said, don't want to see anybody lose jobs, but yeah, no, they, but, they need but to. To be fair, Tony Khan is a billionaire, but he also has he. I mean, he does he really own part of an Impact anymore, or are they just kind of like Forbidden Door? I don't. I don't bring um, up honors. His. Yeah, I think uh, I think Impact is still its own its own thing. And last time I I was uh, checking around, but I know that they still have that working relationship. So you know, you can cross sides. I mean, wouldn't it just be great if you could get? I mean, you know, perfect world, sure. But, like, if you can get AEW talent to show up on WWE television, get WWE talent to show up on AEW television, host a joint pay-per-view. Like, I know it sounds crazy. First of all, I know it sounds crazy. If it was an actual pay-per-view, which, you know, AEW doesn't have a – which we talked about last time, and I'll bring it up again. I I don't know how they're going to get a streaming deal now because Discovery – again, I don't know if you know this, this, you know, Discovery's oh, a lot Warner more Brothers hand- and well that, but Discovery's actually been extremely more hands on than Warner Brothers was in the beginning of AEW's inception. Now, when the whole pipe not pipe bomb, the the whole nuke that MJF dropped happened, Discovery's actually the reason he hasn't been on TV. They were not happy at all with that that he was shitting all over Tony Khan and the and the, and the product on their live TV. So. Again, they are changing how HBO Max is going to... It's not even going to be HBO Max anymore. It's going to be something else come next summer. They already said there's going to be all new content, and they're going to be more reality-based, where maybe that works for them, since AEW is a wrestling show when it is live. 
but I, I, I feel like they they kind of they kind of missed the boat on that when they could have had that deal in place and maybe still been kept. Like what the fuck was still like? He doesn't have a library now. Like how do people watch old pay per views and they can't? Yeah, I mean, unless you find somebody uploaded them in uh, YouTube or, and even then, like they're they're, they're, the they're, they're, they're they're quick to whatever or. Fucking Mr. Ed, aka Aubrey Edwards, aka the wacky waving inflatable arm floating tube referee, aka Don Stevens, which is an hey, alias now, that it came hey, off that she uses. The the, the buck is going to stop here. I'm not going to hear you slander <laughs> my girl. I'm not going to hear you slander her, my Have queen. You, listen, she's overacting, and it's it's time she needs to stop. She likes to put the attention on herself, and that's it's not working. You she's in every main event, which cool. Yeah, cool, cool that she's in every main event, but. When she's putting her hands on Jericho, that's a problem. I mean, she is Jericho's referee after all. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's been been cleared here. Speaking of Jericho, that was the main event, as we know, for AEW. It was Jericho versus Moxley, and he tapped. Jump Moxley. We know CM Punk made the, the return. <sighs> Jericho needs to hang it up, man. We said it last time. It's time. Like just go up there. You're doing it on rampage anyway. Just just go up there, be a commentator. Or if you really want to have a Jericho Appreciation Society, manage those guys, guide them. If that's the case, even though now at this point, like he's just he's like a former shell of himself, man. Like it's almost fucking embarrassing. I mean, at this yeah, point, he's almost I, tainting I his, his 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 legacy. He's, he's tarnishing it at this point. It's, I mean, it's it's, a, it's akin to Ric Flair doing that last match. Like that didn't, didn't need to happen. He had the perfect retirement match with Shawn Michaels, and I mean, like it, 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 it boggles my mind when people talk about Ric Flair, and like, it feels like a lot of people forget about like his whole stint in Impact, and he was in Impact for mm-hmm. God, at least three, four years. That's well, because nobody Maybe watched it, Impact. It to be fair, well, that's why <laughs> it definitely felt like that. But I mean, we talked about Jay Lethal on the show too. And I mean, like, if if you haven't seen Jay Lethal. And Ric Flair, and I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, we, let's be honest, we've all seen this video. But if you haven't, if you've been living under a rock, or you're new to wrestling and you somehow stumbled upon this podcast, do yourself a favor, go to YouTube, type in Jay Lethal, Ric Flair, Impact, and proceed to laugh your ass off for the next 15 minutes because, oh my God, like, great, great work. But we go back to tarnishing legacies, like, it didn't need to happen, like, he had six, seven, eight more matches in Impact. He bled every single night. Like that was a fun, that was a running joke. Anytime Ric Flair was on TV, so he's gonna bleed. That, that, that's another thing too. Is I mean, you know, I I personally don't care because I don't get squeamish. But I mean, I know a lot of people like get turned off by the fact that AEW like really tries to be like that that mixture of the Attitude Era and, and ECW with the styling of WCW because that's pretty much the best way to put it. Every match, there's somebody bleeding like a stuck pig. For no reason. Yeah. And unfortunately, they have inexperienced cameramen, and you see, I mean, did you see when Jericho bladed himself? Yeah. yeah. See, that? Yeah. that's what I mean. That That's a problem. Like, that's a problem. This is what happens. And again, I'm sure Tony Khan is a nice guy. You know, he does have some talent over on there that he needs to be utilizing more. But stop leaning on these older guys like a fucking crutch. You you can build your company. You had... Who, who are the four pillars? It's Jungle Boy. MJF, um, Darby Allen, and I forget the other one. Rip Baker. Rip Baker. Oh, now now it's Rip Baker. Yeah, it wasn't before, yeah. but now now it is. Even still, like Rip Baker, as 
as much as she's not on TV, like you almost kind of miss her being on there. So I don't know. Well, is, I she mean, still, uh, is she still recovering from an injury, or was that? No, she uh, wrestled. Okay. Yeah, remember she wrestled uh, last last week against Jamie Hader That's against right. uh, yep. Th- yep. Thunder Thunderstorm, and and Jamie Hader is now injured, so that uh, yeah creates a little damper for them. So I don't know, man. I think you know. Again, the wrestling war is literally up for grabs, but but so I'm not saying they're winning by a mile, but so far WWE has a commanding lead so far in this, and I and I can only see it going even further, especially if they can get Bray Wyatt to actually come back and. Really, if they can score the big coup and get MJF, which I'm, I'm telling you that that's going to happen, that there's, would be the heist of the century. There's there's too many variables in play for that. Could you imagine he'd be the one to fucking beat the shit out of Theory, take the take the contract, and then win at WrestleMania? Because you know, like they, they could pull some dumb shit like that. It'd be a perfect storyline where you got this fucking despicable heel that like nobody's behind. Then you got MJF come in and just fucking literally steal the briefcase, cash it in, <laughs> and win. <laughs> so the only—I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it's, it wouldn't be awesome, but you, you look at the WWE audience, right? And you look at the AEW audience, and then you look at the IWC. How much of the IWC would you say, percentage-wise, is the WWE fan base? Right? I'm not saying it's a small percentage. But, I mean, you're going to have a lot of people in that crowd that has no idea who MJF is. And that's not saying that to be me. I'm saying just as a WWE fan, like, you have people that just watch WWE, pay no attention to AEW. You have people that were like me that just strictly watched AEW because once Hell in a Cell ended in a disqualification, like, yeah. that's when I stopped. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, I say that I stopped <laughs> watching WWE at Backlash, but like I kept myself, uh, what was it, Backlash 2018 or 2017? I don't even remember. It might have been 2016. Oh, it was 2018, brother. That, 2018, that was the one that we went to, buddy. <laughs> we, we still have to, we have to do a whole show on that and we'll talk about our traumatic experience because, my God, was that just an absolute shit show. But going back to the point I was making, um, I really forgot the point I was making. The buck stopped here. No, about about how you know you you were AEW like faithful for a while. Oh, yeah, and, thank you. Yeah, so like yeah. just just completely watching AEW, but like I would I would tune into WWE here and there. I would I would read online, see what was going on, and then that Hell in a Cell match with the Fiend and Seth, Seth Rollins, Rollins and and just the way that it ended, and I remember everybody being pissed about it, and oh my god, like how. Like, don't even do Hell in a Cell if that's how you're going to do it. Have it be any other match. But the fact of the matter is that's what they did. And, you know, I know the IWC was very, very upset with it. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, this was dumb. I mean, I I, I guarantee you Vinny Mac was back there like, see that pal, such good shit back there, pal. Such good shit. Such such good (laughs) shit. I, 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 I could see it already. Like, he was probably so proud of himself that he did that. And for no you know reason what? other than the fact that Barry Bray Wyatt literally under chairs. I tell you what, it definitely was shit. Oh, it was I shit about that. It wasn't good shit, but it was no, shit. No, it was. That's like the Firefly Funhouse. But then again, you know, credit credit to Bray Wyatt for being able to fucking work with literally any type of obstacle that McMahon threw through in his path, which I think now he'll benefit more that Triple H is in charge of everything. So, 
you know, I mean, it's, Here's, it's definitely a good time to be a WWE fan oh, if you've been yeah. loyal and if you've been staying watching. Because like now you have a feeling that as a viewer, as a fan, a member of the universe, which God, I hope they get rid of the universe moniker because it's so stupid. But you have a feeling that they're going to take care of you. Like if the one thing that pisses me off the most as a wrestling fan, when I give up my time, whether it's three hours or two hours or four hours for a show or even two days for two pay-per-views or premium live events. Sorry, because we don't have pay-per-views anymore in WWE. But respect my time. If you're going to put on a show and it's just going to be dog shit awful, yeah, I'm not going to want to tune in again. I'm not going to want to watch. Uh-huh. Like I think that's why I always fall out. And then come Royal Rumble season, I like all right. I dabble. I put my foot. You, you, you got optimistic. You got optimistic, and then then, then you, you let down. They're going to take care of you. And then the the Raw after WrestleMania, you always watch. It's, oh, okay. Who's coming back? Or what's going on? And then like three weeks later, it's like, it, or at least I should say how it's been because now it's a new era. But how it's been, it's just like, oh yeah, it's it's this shit again. And mm-hmm. this is why I stopped watching. I got I got to be honest, and because you know nobody can see you, <laughs> the way your facial hair is set up, dude, and it's, it's like all, all, all I see, I, 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 it's Logan vibes, man. I, I'm getting Logan like Wolverine vibes. Like I'm like half expecting you to have a fucking cigar sticking out of your mouth and like have like like the Wolverine hair coming out. So there, there's your next like um, video that you can do with make your make your hair look like like Wolverine, and there you go. Get get the cigar and maybe get some like knives or whatever and stick them in your hands and do like your like like that, mm-hmm. but. I'm digging it. It's basically what I'm saying, man. Like, cause from facial hair to facial hair, I, I, I dig it. I, I respect beard game is definitely strong. Well, thank you. I've been oh. coming from Mr. Nico nice himself. Buck Allen truly appreciates that compliment. Well, I mean, he doesn't have much of a beard now me. I mean, but you know, cause I, I, I just trimmed it, but oh, back in the day, back in the day. Oh my God. I had, I had like a, like a fucking Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt beard back in the day. For those that may not believe that. I'm gonna end end on this because I know I know we all have stuff because I have to I actually have to get to bed a little earlier tonight because we are taking the trip to Cherry Hill tomorrow to go to, to Monster pay Mania. Dollars to see Braun Strowman. Well, we're not we're not doing we're not paying Braun Strowman shit. I'm just gonna just look at him and be like, okay, cool. Like there's Braun Strowman because <laughs> I already have who I already have who I'm gonna be meeting at, at Monster Mania tomorrow. One of them is actually gonna be Dick Warlock, who was Michael Myers in Halloween Two, which we know now doesn't technically exist in the timeline. I'm okay with, but met him once, my very first convention. The guy was such a sweet dude that, um, and he doesn't do many conventions anymore because he's a lot older now, like a lot older. Um, that I feel like if I don't get this, I'm gonna regret that. So that's that's part of it. Um, may even meet Jamie Kennedy because he's there this weekend, and um, there was a couple more that I'll that will. I mean, you'll you'll see the pictures on social media. When I when I post it, but I I do want to end on this note, and I'm, I just, maybe it's it's not really a hot take, but I'm more curious what your opinion is going to be. I mean, I, and I feel like we sound like a broken record, but I mean, it, it's like Tony Khan's got goes in one ear and out the other. You have Ring of Honor that you can be doing something with. Get rid of Rampage. Go ahead to have with maybe SmackDown, or 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 if you really want to be ballsy. Go from 9 to 11, the old raw time slot. Do that. Something, because you, you got, you have that too, you, you have too, too much of a bloated roster that you can start 
giving an opportunity. But get rid of Rampage completely. Ram Rampage is completely useless. It's it's actually worse than Thunder, if we're being honest, half the time. After after the big CM Punk return, it went to shit. Let, let's be honest. Am I wrong? No. No. But, no, you're not wrong. But do you do you think that maybe that would be something to... I mean, I know, I know like they also opened up a trademark for another AEW for them, for all elite women, where they were thinking about maybe doing an all-women show, which, okay, cool. Vince did that. Well, not Vince. Well, yeah, Vince did the whole, what was it, Evolution pay-per-view. Yes. So, you know, I, I I mean, yes, that that's an awesome idea. Will people watch it? Probably not, if we're being honest. I I think Ring of Honor has more potential to be something special. And if we're even being more honest, I think that Triple H, as much as they, they won't want to, because whatever, just rebrand, rebrand SmackDown as WCW SmackDown. You own it. Why not? Really make it like it's two separate companies, if that's the case. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're going to have to compete with Tony Khan. Still, they don't see him as competition fully, but he's still there. He's the fly in the ointment. So to piggyback off of all of this, and what I would... If I had like all the, the, the tools and the, everything I could do with this here, what I would love to see happen. So AEW and you have uh, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, like you're saying, find a way to get Ring of Honor on TV. Whether you get rid of uh, Rampage and, and get that time slot for Ring of Honor. But here's what you do with Ring of Honor, okay? You have Daniel Bryan, oh, sorry, Brian Danielson. You can throw William Regal over there if you want. CM Punk, like have these guys that came up in Ring of Honor, have them carry the banner for Ring of Honor and have them make it seem like Ring of Honor is better than AEW and do some type of inner promotion war there. Exactly. You can do your own invasion story angle if you want, or you can have, and then you can have a pay-per-view, you can have a fighter fest where, you know, the, the Ring of Honor title is on the line for so-and-so against AEW. Now, when we get back to, to WWE, I'm not shitting on you for the WCW idea. I mean, it was a lot honestly, it was, I think, I think it was more just because of, if, since they have Ring of Honor and it's like two separate companies, quote unquote. Yeah. I mean, they, they own it. They, it's just an idea. It's not going to because it is WWE's thing. Yeah. It was just like more of like just shit talk because of Ring of Honor being its own separate thing. But yeah. WWE doesn't need to, to do a brand split. They really don't. Like, Fox wanted certain stars on SmackDown because they paid X amount of money, and that's all well and fine. But honestly, Raw and SmackDown worked best when it was all the same talent. And you have Triple H showing up with the belt on Raw and The Rock going after him. And then here's the fallout of what's going on on SmackDown. And then, okay, we're going back to Raw. Like, and I get that WWE does have a lot of talent. You have a lot of call-ups. So, yeah, it is easier to keep the brand split. But it's just so much more entertaining when the same things are following through. And now, okay, you got to make it must-see TV again. Where, like, if I miss an episode of SmackDown, can, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll who, look on Bleacher Report like, or I'll look up the highlights right. or YouTube, whatever. You're right. But, like, back in the day, like, that's what made wrestling so fun. I remember my mom and dad, like, hey, we're going to take you to a baseball game. Awesome. I love baseball. Yeah, it's Monday at 7 o'clock. Well, do you think it's going to end by nine o'clock? Because Raw's on at nine o'clock. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and now it's like, I mean, you know, yeah, we live in the age of TiVo and DVR and YouTube TV, so you could go back and watch it whenever. But like, you got to find a way to make it must see TV again. 
And if you can get the same talent appearing in like, oh my God, like, well now, like, did you see Raw? Oh my God, I can't wait to see what happens for SmackDown. Versus, did you see SmackDown? I wonder what they're going to do next week. Like, you got to make it so people aren't waiting that long. I think that kind of works with AEW. Like, AEW, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Rampage is not a great show right now. But me knowing that, like, you know, we'll get a little bit of, you know, we had the fallout of what happens on Dynamite. A little of that is going to carry over. Not all of it, but, like, they're going to glance over it. They're going to gloss over it and go back on Rampage when they talk about it. WWE can definitely benefit from that. So, I mean, you have Roman show up on Raw. You have him on SmackDown. I just don't want to see it happen for all these big shows. Like, I I want to see a little bit more intertwined. Like, you got the Yosus that are the Unified Tag Team Champions. Like, just one belt. Make it one belt. We don't need a red and a blue strap. We really don't. We don't need a Universal Champion and a WWE Champion. We just need a WWE Champion. That's it. Hot take so, or not, no, I no. think most you, people agree. You are 100% correct. And again, we're going to end it with this. But like I, I agree. I think the brand split, I, I get why they do it because it, it gives other talent more opportunities to you know to hold the title. If that's, but not not when it's Roman Reigns and the Usos. Nothing against them because like, those guys are workhorses and like they busted their balls to fucking get to the positions that they're in. But I 100% agree. And one other hot take I may have too. I don't think SmackDown should be on Friday nights either. That's actually the no. worst night to have that on. If anything, don't don't go back to where it was on Tuesdays either. I would I would say honestly, if you want to be ballsy, go head to head with AEW. During, Wednesday night SmackDown during football season, there's nothing on Wednesdays because the NFL owns Thursday, Sunday, as we know, and Monday. They have three nights of the week that they own during the season, and that that's when they struggle. Is when. I mean, during the Attitude Era, they they were beating football, but that was the Attitude Era. This is different. So I, I, I think, honestly, you're right. And the brand split, have SmackDown on Wednesdays. I mean, Fox is going to need something, too, because they, you know, when I say they, Amazon Prime is the one that's going to have the streaming rights now for Thursday Night Games starting this year. So Fox isn't even getting the Thursday Night Games anymore, but the simulcast with the NFL Network, it's not happening. It's only going to be on Amazon Prime. So now Fox needs something else. Do that. Have Friday night for like for like the older people that don't want to go out. Have like your your bones. Do they even still have that show? Probably not. Who fucking cares? I don't watch TV on Friday nights. I mean, I'll watch SmackDown every now and then, but like you. And I mean, like SmackDown I, worked when it was on Thursdays, when it was on VPN, on a, on a freaking network that not many people got, by the way. Like I, in the 90s and late 2000s, I watched SmackDown on the WB on Saturday night. And the advantage was after that, ECW played. So, like, exactly. you know, thankfully, high speed internet was just coming into play back then. So, it was a lot easier to avoid spoilers. You had friends that got to watch it. You just blocked your ears and went to class. You didn't have to worry about that shit. But now, in the world that we live in, like, yeah, I mean, I think it would make perfect sense. Like, have them go to Wednesday. Or if Fox needs something for Thursday, like, yeah, put them on Thursday. Because well, th- if the Thursday th- night football game is a crappy game, like, you have another option now. You have exactly. something to watch. And here's the thing, too. Um, be- because, also, too, Tony Khan and the Khan family have deep ties in the NFL. Because I'm not sure. I'm sure people know, but some might not know. His dad, Shad Khan, is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, there's there's reasons why. Tony Khan didn't invent Saturday night pay-per-views. He was really only doing it so it didn't interfere with the NFL on Sunday. That's the only reason why 
the four or five pay-per-views that AEW does during that time of the year is on a Saturday. It's not because, oh, I want to be different and fuck events. No, it's because, no, I have money in the NFL, too. Can't fuck up that revenue because that's what keeps this little shit show floating. This this little this little fantasy booking that I do. So, you know, that's I, I get it, but I, I I mean I would say Ring of Honor put put that on, you know they, they they're gonna have to go head to head at some point. I mean, for it to really shine. They have to go head to head. And I think that's the only way that it's really gonna work for both. Cause then we'll get back into a position where, you know, everybody's bringing out the best in themselves. And we get we and we the fans are the ones that win it. Or if anything, bring put dynamite on Tuesdays or Ring of Honor on Tuesdays against the NXT. Cancel Rampage. Yeah. Just do movies like shows show uh ride along for the fifth time or show fucking, you know, grown ups for the six million time, like whatever. TNT shows like ten million show show liar liar. Whatever. You have that option. You have all this time, do it. I mean they're but again, too, they're also kind of fucked because, again, with the Discovery Warner Brothers merger, a lot of shit is getting fucked up over there. So, you know, again, time will tell if AEW is even going to survive the, the cuts that, that that is going on over there. And again, at this point, last time we were like, oh, we don't want to spread rumors. This time, it's becoming a reality. This is what's going on with them. They are removing content from HBO Max as we speak that were Max Originals. They're already saying they're going to revamp the the DC universe. How they're going they're going they're going to basically follow Marvel now. So a lot of shit is changing over there. So I mean, if if I'm Tony Khan, I I might be looking into different avenues of how to get my my product to people at this point because I it, it could be another Ted Turner when that when that happened when that buyout happened, mm. like of history repeating itself. So. I'll end my part on that. Do you have any last little words of pearls of wisdom? Uh, no, I mean, I think we pretty much covered everything. Uh, I don't think we necessarily uh, reviewed Raw or SmackDown this week, but that's Well, I mean, okay. we, we kind of ended. I mean, we, we kind of did. We kind of did yeah. for the most part. But, I mean, it was more, you know, that that's that's the cool thing about, about you and I because, like, you know, we we have known each other for years and we've always been into the to wrestling and, you know, we we have so much love and passion for this, even though a lot of times it it has fucked us in the end. Yes, but you know. But on that note, I want to thank everybody again for listening. Um, we will be back again next week. I, I promise we'll review more of the matches from Raw and SmackDown and AEW. Well, maybe not because I mean I think it's it's just more fun to kind of just talk about it and kind of you know work everything into it. And without a doubt, if there's something that is noteworthy or newsworthy, I mean we're going to talk about it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and especially, I mean, I, especially Labor Day weekend is going to be busy with pay-per-views. Oh, yes. I think most wrestling fans, I mean, like everybody that gets together, like when you're going to the show, like the fun is just bullshitting about like, you know, past experiences, what got you into wrestling or what you want to see or what you're hoping happens or who's coming back tonight or who's going over tonight. So, I mean, like I do like the format of just kind of, you know, two wrestling bros bullshitting it out. Yeah, absolutely. Good time. And, I, and I think the listeners will kind of enjoy that too. I mean, the, the day is going to come. I'm going to keep pushing for it until we get this green light, but we got to have this backlash episode. We will. Because- and that, that is, that's, that, <laughs> again, we, I, you know, there's just, there's just so much going on right now, I think. And that's kind of no. like what's taking up, like, you know, a lot of our conversation, but we will be doing some classic pay-per-views and, 
Well, in that that case, not such classic pay per views. But um, is there anything you want to plug, like on social media, that you know? Uh no. I mean, uh, Buck Allen is still working on getting his social media presence up there. So uh, eventually, we'll we'll have something to plug. But for right now, you know, you can uh, you can catch me nowhere. Right here on this podcast, however, the House of Screams, <laughs> the House of Screams presents Wrestle Freaks, Wrestle Freaks, and you know you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at El Jefe Del Horror. I'll have links to I have links to everybody's um social medias as far as with um with the House of Screams and some of our sister podcasts. Um, so. Thank you again to uh, Candy, the final girl, for letting us use this um, avenue to kind of get ourselves out there with this. So thank you again. We appreciate it. Um, also, too, I know a couple of episodes were in the can for the House of Screams. I don't know. Nope will be a um, an exclusive that you will have to pay for. And it's going to be for subscribers only. I know we just recorded the Pet Cemetery episode, which, by the way, you ever get the chance? Nico's to favorite movie. Yo, I legitimately shit all over that movie. Like, I actually refer to um, that that little motherfucker, Miko Hughes, and Alex Vincent and Zach Ward, Scott Farkas from a Christmas Story, as the lollipop guild, the little the little micro little people of fucking Hollywood that they are, Hollywood, quote unquote. Then they're fucking irrelevant. Well, on that note. <laughs> Thank you again, everybody, for taking a listen to us. Um, really appreciate you taking time out. And, you know, the, the buck does indeed stop here for, for one of us. <laughs> so uh, thank you again and have a good night.